it is Thursday, June 10th, 2021. What a massive show. Fun show today. Very fun show. Will Compton makes his first ever appearance on the show. He was awesome. Yeah. Ian Rappaport's back with some news. Good conversation with everybody. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. If you enjoy it, by the end of it, please be a friend. Tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. That's right. Boots on the ground, if you will. Let's get to it. Woo! I just looked over there, and Zito is on a 1994 <laughs> phone. Legit, I don't know. He, I think he's actually talking to somebody. He is. That was an insane way to start. I apologize for a little bit of a stumble off the beginning here. Uh, before we get to anything that is, you know, important to sports society today, uh, Kyle Long, by the way, there are conflicting reports coming out of some injury he suffered yesterday. He's going to be out, they think, a lot of training camp even, maybe all the way up until the regular season right before then. Obviously, Kyle Long, Noted Pro Bowl All-Pro guard for the Chicago Bears. Then he gets injured towards the end of his career, has a little bit of a disagreement, I think, with potential turnover in front office of coach. He goes in and elects to retire. Electric man. I got a chance to hang out with him. We got a chance to meet him. He's been on the show. He is an awesome dude. Seemed like he found passion for the sport that was football yet again. He was golfing. He did some TV, did some NASCAR talk. He was enjoying his life. But I think he felt as if his football life had a unwritten ending so he said i'm coming back the chicago bears got uh kind of got him off his contract i guess i don't know they have to cut him off ballard would have to do the same if i come out, uh, back they would have to let my rights be free or whatever it goes and works out for the raiders we all thought he was going to go to the raiders because his dad is a legend there howie obviously he must be coming back to play for the raiders. he gets out of the building he goes into the kansas city chiefs building then all of a sudden you hear kyle long is back and now he's a member of a team that is looking to build and do the next dynasty that the nfl uh you know kind of lost out on when the patriots became a bad football team all of a sudden whoa, out of whoa, nowhere whoa, after whoa, whoa. 20 years of dominance he was looking good he looked excited and then yesterday a minor setback came it is either uh a, it's a lower leg injury sounds a lot like hockey there the way it's being described because he was it was reported that he got hurt and he's going to be out then it was reported oh he has a broken patella like he fractured his kneecap Ooh. and then they're like still going to be back in time then now it's like we don't know if it's a fractured patella it is just a lower leg injury or something but the timeline remains he should be ready there is a chance he'll be ready by week one Kyle Long put out a tweet basically saying hey I did everything I possibly could to get ready uh, I'm not going to let this basically you know kind of change any of the process that he had to go through and I think he's going to be back I, whatever the timeline is I think Kyle Long was dead set and excited to get back into football found love for football again said he was enjoying his teammates I don't know what the timeline is let's assume he'll be able to beat it uh, we're pulling for you over here Kyle yeah, T's and P's want to see you back on the field because I think that's where you want to be and uh, that's where we want you to be if that's where you want to be I don't the broken kneecap though whenever I heard that I was like yeah that's Jeez. that doesn't sound like that's just like a couple months, right? Season starts in a couple months, less than 100 days. There was 100. Yeah. He's just going to come back from a broken knee. And then it was corrected. Lower leg injury timeline remains, though. We'll see how that pans out. Uh, there's a couple other news stories. Dak Prescott has said, see ya to Adidas. He is joining uh, Team Jordan, uh, the Jordan team, which, by the way, is a big deal. Okay, whenever you get – this is almost like the, uh, you know, when you become a made man in the mafia. Yeah. Yeah. You know how you go into that room and they put a, a, the angel, some Italian angel card thing, 
and they light it on fire in your hand mm -hmm. and then you have to close it and then there's like a blood thing that happens yeah, and it's oh, like, yeah. that's kind of like when you become a made man or whatever. I always viewed, and I think a lot of people viewed, if you were wearing Jordan cleats on the field, it was like you're a made man. Like, hey, I don't know. You might not be the greatest quarterback of all time or the uh, greatest wide receiver of all time or defensive end. Uh, Dwight Freeney was on Team Jordan, so I got a chance to see this whole thing. And I think before I got there, Marvin Harrison was also on. And I, there was a couple Jordan cleats left in the locker that I got in that I guess was Marvin's old locker. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I saw him up close. And they are incredible. It's just, and it feels like whenever you get invited to, you know, Team Jordan, it's like congratulations, like did it, like we we want you in here. Yeah, I've I I tried to ask Freeney numerous times. Is there any way we can get a white on the team? You know what I mean? Like, hey, is there any way you can get a punter on the team? Come on, I would love to get access to everything that Jordan drops. I think like a month in advance, maybe three weeks in advance of everything. If you ever need something, they just send it to you. All the events, there's fashion shows. I think the group texts are just filled with like Jeter and Freeney and everybody's yeah, in cool. it. It's one of these things where they said he's the highest paid uh, NFL guy to join Team Jordan. That's awesome. I'm very excited for him. But also, it's not even about that. It's about everything else that comes with it. Uh, I asked to join that team years and years ago. Still, still asking to do it. But instead, I just I grossly overpay for all the shoes that they drop. Anyways, congrats <laughs> to Dak. Yeah. Excited he's back. Yeah, See you later at Davis. Still got Aaron Rodgers. Oh, what's happening with him? Uh oh. <sighs> What's happening with everything we'll have Ian Rappaport hopefully clear some things up for us in about 18 minutes he'll join us. Yes, Ian Rappaport two times this week. I don't I don't know if I love it either. Mm -mm. But there the only I mean the only thing happening in our world is injuries that they're reporting, he's mm -hmm. reporting. Yep. Feelings that they're reporting, his he's reporting. Oh, yeah. So we might as well go right to him and ask goddamn questions. That's what we'll do today at twelve twenty-five. Can't wait to talk to Rap Sheet. Then in the one o'clock hour, by the way, one twenty-five. First time ever on this show. Long time coming, long overdue, many would say. Host of Bussin' with the Boys uh, from Barstool Sports, Will Compton. Okay. Hey. Will be joining us at 125. Yeah. Okay, Will will be joining us. He, by the way, one of the free agents still available that any NFL team could sign if they want to open up that bank account. You're talking about glue guy, locker room guy, and his podcast alongside Taylor Lewan, Bussin' with the Boys is awesome. I wish I was on the same team as this guy i think after listening to a lot of their stuff cannot wait to chat with him about everything going on in tennessee let's talk about you know let's talk about julio taking number two instead of number eight Ooh. you know let's talk about arthur smith let's talk about Fraves a little bit huh let's talk yeah. about where are you going will who are you gonna go play for no. has tampa called you seems like that'd be a, because bruce arians has come out speaking after this mandatory minicamp and he said there's some guy shut up fat fucking stupid <laughs> basically what he said he didn't say that exactly he said there's some guys that you know need to get in better shape and some guys that need to get in the playbook a little bit but overall everybody feels good and that's that was going to happen because ba and tom remember they had a public spat almost it it wasn't like an actual spat it was just shit talking from the head coach and uh the quarterback tom brady because tom was having his own otas and then ba was like there's a lot of people over at those otas that don't even know they're in they're in real competition for a position at <laughs> this OTA. So Dang it was like, gosh. it was Kyle Trask, who was almost Andrew Luck, and then it was Tom Brady, Blaine Gabbert, and the boys who were over here. It was like one of those things. So whenever you got, you know, messages that Tom Brady looks sharp as ever, 
hey, Tom Brady wanted to play every single play. Crisp. Tom Brady wanted to look Chris. Tom Brady looked like it was Super Bowl. Him and Blaine were flying around. It was like, no shit, especially yeah. with <laughs> everything that was going. And you could almost say it was good coaching by Bruce to call into question Ooh. while they weren't there. Like, hey, uh, they... Over there, they ain't going to do what we're fucking doing over here. And yeah. Tom and Blaine are like, uh, child please. Okay, yeah. child please with this whole thing. But B.A. came out and said, you know, some of the guys are out of shape. Some of the guys don't know the playbook, but overall feel good. Can't wait for training camp. He said, can't wait to get there. I think that's where we're all kind of uh, sitting right now. The Houston Texans, they've actually canceled their mandatory minicamp. Coach Dave said, hey, I've seen all I need to see. Okay. okay. Yeah, this is, not, this is not abnormal, by the way. If there's very high attendance at your uh, OTAs, you basically had a mandatory minicamp for the last three, four weeks or whatever. So those last three days that everybody else deems mandatory, you can kind of give not only the players, the coaches, everybody in the building, like, hey, you know what? Go ahead and take the weekend off. Go ahead and take the week off. Hmm. We've done enough work here. Now, if you're only missing one player, you know, and you're not sure that player is even going to be there when the regular season comes, yeah. you can see how Coach Dave potentially goes, you know what? He's not going to be here anyways. We've had OTAs. Everybody on our team. Deshaun Watson, I guess, you know, obviously absent from the entire thing. Mm -hmm. There's no way that whole thing gets figured out uh, by the time the season comes. No. There's zero chances that that happens, especially with how complicated, severe, like very serious. Oh, yeah. So Coach Dave says, you know what? We don't need it anymore. Uh, Other than that, at Boston Connor, Ty Schmitter here. Boys behind the glass. Can't wait for Ian. Can't wait for Will. AJ, the hammered down boys. We have a pretty nice little Thursday. Yeah, Yeah, we do. Kind of need a moment of silence, though, don't we? I I unfortunately think Uh, you're right. Boston Bruins are dead. Just in the old barn over there on Long Island. Bob Sala's wearing Islander jersey. Yeah. I mean, they are absolutely rolling right now. Six two. Embarrassed. Whoa, whoa. Six goals okay. one team had. Two goals by one person, by the way. Yeah. The other team Good had. Game, Brad. Six to two. And and I'm sure Connor's gonna say the score was not a great indicator for the game. No, no. I saw the score, the box score. It says 6-2. Yeah. When people talk about how this whole thing ended for the Boston Bruins, especially after what? You guys are going to tear the whole thing apart, right? It's oh, a yeah. rebuild now up oh, there yeah. in Boston. No, no, Yeah, it's no, a full no, rebuild no, up yeah. there in Pieces Boston. Going everywhere. You guys uh-uh. are fucked up there. Uh-uh. It is going to read the thing that put the dagger in the heart, the last 6-2 New York Islanders. No, that is tough. All. It was a great game. Hey, it was elimination hockey. You got to experience it last night. The Islanders are a wagon, dude. Listen, it's not your fault. They took out the best team in hockey, best player to ever play hockey just one series ago. Oh, now you guys, it was just something that it was inevitable, dude. They're, they are potentially the team of destiny right now, this New York Islander squad. It does feel like it. Whenever you know the national anthem's being played and the person who's singing it stops for the whole entire <sighs> crowd to join in and actually carry the torch there, you know it's going to be a long night. I mean, there's yeah. no... I don't think there's ever been a team whose home crowd sang the national anthem on their own and then went on to lose the game. Yeah, I would assume that there are facts that somebody on the internet could look up for us for that whole thing. But whenever the the national anthem singer, she might be known over there in Long Island or whatever. Mm -hmm. She did great, too. Great. Mm She's great. But she might be known over there. I'm not 100% sure. But when you got that type of crowd control, she basically went out there and was like, and the whole place was like, you know what I mean? The whole place just was immediately like, Lady, we appreciate the hell out of what you're doing. And thank you for being the, you know, kind of starting us on this maestro. Mm-hmm. But the whole world's watching. We're fucking back. Yeah. And we're about to knock the Bruins out of the 
out of the entire tournament. Best yeah. team in the league. That place was electrifying in there. They were chanting at Jari last series. Mm-hmm. He had no hope. They were bullying him, to be honest. <laughs> hey, they were absolutely bullying him, which oh, yeah. we should take a moment. Actually, we apologize to Jet Passing for yeah. what happened. Sorry, Jet. We were told we were bullies and everything like that. You guys do. No. No, you were a big you part, were of, part of the bully. I ain't apologizing to Jet passing after what he did to Gumpy. You well, me? all right. Well, I, I will say he, Jet did dunk on Gumpy, but yeah, was... I did not promote that one as much as the whenever we had a baseball game in mm-hmm. the middle of his answer. We were still listening. Now yeah. we were listening, but I think some of the people that were watching were potentially distracted, and they went into the comment section and said that I, there was no reason for us to bully. We're still, if by the way, if you're watching us play baseball. You're fucking bullying Jet. You're not listening. You should be listening to Jet. Yeah. What do you even? We gotta look alive over here. We're talking about baseball. Baseball fucking stinks. You know how much I want to? I gotta move. I gotta move. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever ever heard this before, but in like a football meeting, they're like, "Hey, if you're falling asleep, get up and move." Like you can get up and move if you're mm-hmm. gonna fall asleep. You know, because it kind of brings you back to life. When we're talking baseball, it's just natural for me to fucking just start dozing off. I, I'm like AJ Hawk behind the wheel mm-hmm. whenever we talk about baseball. So I just get up whenever he says the hitters are doing something. Oh, I'll mimic the hitters. Here we go. I'm going to look alive. Give me that back. And then whenever I step in there and he's describing the situation, I'd like to put myself in the situation. Not cut him off, by the way, in the no. middle of his answer. I mean, sometimes I'll cut people off. Obviously, that happens. It is uh, a show, and I I do talk a lot. But normally, I enjoy you know people giving full answers. Didn't want to cut them off. Floor is yours. So I'm sitting there, and and this is why you know this this whole speech might turn here a little bit. Whenever you know when that first one comes by, and you two right on cue go bolt bolt. I mean, that's one of my favorite moments in the history of the show because I was literally just in my own world over here, like trying to listen to Jet, trying to see what Jet's saying, just literally not even fully recognizing that people are watching right now. Yeah, you know, like not you even forget joking. sometimes. And then as soon as I, I I buy all the way in, and you guys go ball, I'm like, oh my. <laughs> All right. That was just first pitch, dude. Right. That, that was, it just steamrolled and snowballed into something. And there was no mean spirit behind that two jet pass. And I would like that to be known. But oh. what a fucking moment. Maybe my favorite moment in the show. I history. mean, Jet understands. He's been on the show he several times before. And guess what? You can't come in and do the mic and drill on Gumpy, dunk on him four or five times, and then. <laughs> the mic and Yeah, and then start pouting about getting bullied. You just can't do it. I don't think do he it. pouted, by the way. I think a lot of his. The. The Jets. The Jets. Yeah. yeah. You know, the... Uh, Jeffy and the Jets. Yeah. the yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think his fleet, you know what I mean? His Took hangar, umbrage, of course. Yeah. His hangar, his, uh, his airport, his sure. whatever the... F- mm-hmm. <laughs> they did say that we were being disrespectful. And I like to say, after watching it back, I could see how you could see it was disrespectful. But also, numerous times we said, hey, Jet, I mean, you started this whole thing with mentioning... Hitting a baseball yeah. so, during the Great and then, Depression. And then it just, well, he did mention 1920. Yeah. So I would like to apologize to Jet for what happened. There was no mean spirit there. And no. to, to the hangar, to the uh, fleet mm-hmm. of Jets that follow along with passing, we, we do not mean to disrespect Jet or base. No, baseball fucking six, but like you guys at all. Just Love you, Jet. Now, with that being said, the Bruins are dead. We're and dead. They, they lost, okay, to a team, to a borough. To a city, a squad. to a fan base that is—I mean—they might have the, you know, it might be the kiss, the angel kiss this year. Refs are on their side. Yep, bounces are on their side. See, you know, this happened to the Pens. Hey, we get some good calls back in the day where the pucks would go our way. A goalie would accidentally just 
closes up, save something out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's happening for the Islanders. And I know the Avalanche are good, and Mark Andre Fleury is still standing on his head over there. And Tampa Bay, they're fifteen million dollars over salary cap right yeah, now. Go uh, and, I mean, they're unbelievable. We got a house down in Tampa, and you know, I. I was invited to the Tampa Bay playoff game, by the way. Whoa! Wow. How about that? Yeah, not by the Lightning, but by the building. Okay. The people that worked at the building would like to extend an invite Still pretty sweet. to us because we're down there to go. So shout out to the Lightning, the reigning champs or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know if anybody's getting it how the Islanders are getting it right now. They are humming in all facets, and they're getting like the good bounces, it feels like. Mm-hmm. A lot that, of puck luck. That's a t- uh, puck luck. There it is. That's a team that's going to... Are the Islanders going to win fucking Lord Stanley's Cup last year in that barn over there on that island, Nick? No. With what the Lightning are doing right now, you can think of them like the Bucks of the NHL, uh, of the NFL. Tampa so Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, yeah. Not the it, Milwaukee There's Bucks. a lot of similarities okay. there with the veteran presence that they have and, and what they went through last year and being able to do it again. Now, the Islanders are scrappy, good team, great uh, disciplined team effort, but the Lightning are going to be heavy, heavy favorites in that series. Another fun fact for you, uh, you know, we don't like to pile on to Connor here in the Bruins demise, but Matthew Barzell, one of the Islanders' best players, three or four goals in the series, offense leader of the team, he was a guy who in 2015 uh, was available to draft for the Bruins. They had three consecutive first-round picks right before he was picked, passed on him each time. Oh, so Barzell! Why why we want that that guy? Oh, oh my God! Wow. Yeah, but we got pasta because of it, so who cares, bro? Barzell is sitting in that locker room in the barn, okay, before going out there, and all the boys are coming by with their sticks, and they're just tapping them right on his head. Three picks, dude. Don't forget. That's what you're saying. Three picks they passed on you. They, they thought you stink, stank, stunk, pal. Go ahead and go do what you got. Barzell had a hell of a series. Hey, Barzell's oh, a hell of a player. Oh, my God. Yeah, Imagine Barzell guy. alongside Marshawn and the boys. Oh, up there. No, he wouldn't be oh, on that line. No, you he guys wouldn't be on that line. Wow. You guys would have won. But instead, here we are. Brugins are in the same spot as us, the Penguins. And that's out watching the Islanders probably go win this whole thing. It's not your fault. Hockey's dead, dude. Season's over. Yeah, it does stink that, you know, the 11-game hockey season is no longer going because I was really enjoying it there for a little bit. But it doesn't matter. We're not going to get hey, blown up like the Penguins. What's this all about? What's this all about, by the way, with your tweet? What's that? Uh, you know, good season by the Bruins. I've only watched since playoffs. Don't be, don't be acting like. Look, what are you doing? You're not yeah, even a fan. I pound fan. from day one. I've been pounding. Hey, look, I will hop on the Bruins bandwagon whenever the playoffs come around because I ain't watching during the regular season. Well, okay? it's impossible to watch during regular season. Exactly. So, what do you want me to do? That's all I could do. I, I watched when I could. Isn't it amazing? The NHL is is like NCAA college basketball. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Whenever the playoffs start, it's March Madness. I'm like, all right, what's what's Virginia doing? We're Watch pretty good. Yeah. Right, we're going to win. Yeah. All right, we're going to win it all. Oh, we got a guy. We got a guy. And then we benched that guy for the entire game against old buddy uh, Beheim, who's uh-huh. been illegally paid by a college basketball program for his entire life. Illegally recruited. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony started recruiting whenever he was like six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. Nobody even talks about that. Buddy Beheim puts in 75 points against the West Virginia Mountaineers right in front of my face. College basketball season's over. I only got to enjoy it for like a week and a half, two yeah. weeks, yeah. I think. It is a problem. The NHL, though, I think with ESPN and Turner, hopefully. I mean, Turner, also, the NBA is not. I mean, unless you're, you know, a diehard NBA Tuesday, Thursday. I don't know how much you're, you know. No. ES, the NBA ratings are not something that people go, you know what, that's what we want. But I think the NHL would be like, hey, 
That's what we that want. That is what we yeah, want. That would be sure. great if we were to get that same type of thing. I hope it's a lot easier to watch these goddamn games because, you know, I watched last night. Told myself I win because it's supposed to be Penn's Bees. It should have been. It's supposed to be Penn's Bees. That's on you guys. I, I agree. Okay? And hockey season ended for me. So anytime I go to NBC Sports Network and there's a game on and I start to enjoy it, I go, then, 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 can't enjoy this. Okay? Pens are supposed to be here. Yeah. Pens are supposed to be winning this whole thing. Last night, in a 6-2 game, it was awesome to watch. If we could watch that all season, I think that would be awesome for all sports people. But the NHL has made it damn near impossible to do so. So you and me sit here after three weeks of being fans of our teams. Mm-hmm. Now we got to wait, what, another 49, 48 weeks for hockey to return. And that is not sustainable, I don't think, as a sport. But if they get into the merch game a little bit more, like the New York Post, maybe the NHL will continue to grow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, there's a chance. And listen, you know, I'm, I'm excited because I, I'm still alive. You know, I mean, we got a big game well, tonight. Well, you relax. You don't big even, game tonight. You don't even know what time the game is. Are you, talk, are you kidding me? Yeah, nine, yeah. 9 p.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 9 p.m., oh. which, uh, you know, is a is a whole can of worms in itself. In your house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, picking a West Coast team may be not the best idea because it is tough to watch No, you didn't games. pick. They chose you, remember, like all fan bases. Well, From day one. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. But, I mean, I'm just, I'm already, I already got my eyes on the Habs. You know, <laughs> I already got my eyes on the Western oh, you're past, Conference. You're past. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, the way Stoner's been playing and the way Mav's been playing in net, I mean, even if we do lose tonight, guess what? Still got another game in our Okay, heart. so this is not an elimination game for you guys. No, no, no. 3-2. Okay, so you Three guys two. are in a good spot. So I'm, yeah, I'm sitting pretty right now. Hey, I'm let's get that to good. Game 7. Game 7 hockey's good. Nah. Yeah, nothing let's get like that it. to Game 7. Yeah, let's let's like go ahead it. and let the Avs go ahead and do their thing, and then let's get back to a Game 7. See, I saw a lot of people saying that, but I, I heard some reports that Stoner was like, no. Oh. <laughs> no, game, wow. it ends tonight. So, I, I mean... Take you know, take it for what it's worth, but yeah, I, I have a feeling the Golden Knights will be moving on after tonight. I uh, yeah, I heard some reports. Stoner said no. <laughs> just he, he said That's just no. what I'm hearing. Stoner doesn't like the game seven. No, nah, he said we don't fucking. Nah, we'll it. win the night. That's awesome. Maff said the same thing. Wouldn't it be cool though, you know, if the NHL playoffs was all season? You know what I mean? It yeah. won't be because it doesn't it. matter for eighty. How many games do you guys choose to play over there? Eighty-two. 82 games. 56 this year. I don't know how the dude survived, by the way. Because the way the dude, the amount of skating that they have to do, the traveling, yeah. the the wear and tear on the body, the hits. I mean, last night McAvoy ate a uh, like a like an in-between shoulder and yeah. elbow. After the whistle. Right to his jaw. That three was, seconds. That was a cheap shot. That was a cheap seconds. shot. Then, cheap no shot. penalties, after, by the way. Yeah, then after the game, in the line, the handshaking thing, old Trot's out there, scumbag, just like, yeah, I fucking ordered that hit on your jaw. <laughs> and then Matt was like, yeah, it's a game, pal. Yeah, that's going to happen. I don't know how. I don't know how they do That's why Sydney, okay, at the best of all time, he's been able to withstand so much for so long and still be so productive, the greatest of all time. I don't know how hockey players do it. Can we not shorten that season and just make it one big sprint? Yeah. Maybe maybe we just shorten that season and make it one big. Are they ever going to shorten that season, Nick, or is it going to go to more games, you think? No, because you shorten the season, you're taking money away from the league, the owners, the players. They'll never do it. Uh, no, but what if the ratings are up? Let's go. Let's Let's talk about, you know – changing where we think the revenue should come from. These guys really don't get like any time off either, Ever. do they? It, no, f- it feels like the NHL is, ends and then there's like a three-week, month break, and then they're back already. Now, once again, this might change with ESPN and Turner, but those guys were doing that. They're getting paid very well, but 
Nobody was watching any of these fucking games. No. Uh -huh. We went and did a little deep dive on the, the average ratings of like NHL and MLB because I don't know how any of these people make money. I don't know how the MLB makes any money. I have no I guess it's hats. We landed on hats. Hats in the local. Hats in the local thing. Hats and hot dogs. Hats and hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and they have so many games, I guess. That and Then you look at the NHL and the average rating, it's like 60,000, 50,000, 40,000 people in some places. It's like, how are they making any money? If those ratings went up, you could you would think you'd be able to make more revenue off of that. Mm -hmm. Do you shorten the season and do so? Probably not. Hey, I want more hockey. I just like to be able to see more NHL playoffs because as soon as my team's out, it's hard to even give a fuck. Yeah, it stinks. High stakes hockey. It's a bummer. High stakes hockey. Yeah, game seven coming, by the way, uh, for the Golden Knights and the Avs here. Can't wait. After Stoner's uh, statement of no. Hey, they, were pulling in, they were pulling in 10 million people watching in Canada for the Leafs and Avs series. That's awesome. Both Canadian teams, right? Yeah, yeah. and Canada. But that was hey, just in Canada, hey. so you factor that in with whoever was watching in the States. It's not all dire. There's some hope. No, we're talking about that. We're saying the NHL playoffs yeah. is awesome. What we're saying is how do we get like the game on Monday in the middle of nowhere, middle of timeline where everything else is on. How do we get anybody to watch that? Hopefully ESPN and TNT figure that out. Joining us now is a man who would never have to worry about that because the league that he works for is always the topic of conversation. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if the NFL ever sits back and thinks about the times when they weren't potentially. You know, like back in the day, the NHL right now is trying to grow, right? We're mm -hmm. trying, they're, they're making moves, they're trying to grow, trying to grab eyeballs. I assume it's what everybody's trying to do. NBA has to figure out how they take advantage of their digital imprint as opposed to just the TV rating stuff. We have some big news for... You. Yeah. Your favorite men's healthcare brand, Roman, is now available at Walmart. Roman's non prescription products have got you covered with everything from sexual health. What? Aaron, you're about to get back in the game, by the way. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Should send him some. We should. At, or just send them to Walmart because it's available yeah. there. Roman yeah. and Walmart. Mm -hmm. Everything from sexual health to everyday health. Your well-being is important and taking care of it should be simple. Now you can add to cart in real life. Ooh. Roman now available at Walmart. We're in your area. Let's go take care of it. And also, special Roman condoms are new and exclusive to Walmart. You won't find them anywhere else. Designed ultra thin, lubricated for pleasure, and FDA cleared because safe is sexy. Hell yeah. Roman swipes are an easy, discreet way to delay ejaculation and increase sexual stamina. They're fast acting and your partner will enjoy them too because there's no passed along desensitization if you use it as intended. Longer, better sex with Roman swipes. Roman condoms keep you safe. And also, they got testosterone supplements. They got hair supplements. Roman has everything to make you the best you possible. Visit your local Walmart store today and check out Roman's line of men healthcare products. All clinically tested and make you best you possible. The NFL, though, never, ever stops. No. no. This morning, it was reported by Rappaport, Pelissero, and the NFL folks that Kyle Long got injured this morning. It was our lead-off conversation. Yeah. Who knows how it's going to go? That's what the NFL is, ladies and gentlemen. Rap Sheet and Friends host Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Rap What's going on, dude? What's up, man? How are you? Two times one week. How do we feel about it? We hate it or like it? Hey, I like it. Uh, there's no one that I'd rather talk to except for, well, I guess my wife and my kids. Um, Pelissero and Garofo I like a lot. A couple of my buddies from high school still hang out. A bunch of my friends from town. Some of the people I see at pickup, not all the people, but I would say some of the people, you know, kindergarten or second grade pickup. So definitely among the, I would say, 40 to 50 people that I love talking to. 
I was at 19, so I was wow. off a little bit. I don't <laughs> think I knew how big your pickup game was over there, but I'm happy to be in the top 40. All I got to do is make top 50 one time in a Champions Store event, and I get $20 million. Top 40 with you is priceless, my friend. So let's talk about yeah. the NFL right now. Uh, you and Pelissero, Garofalo, I think Pelissero is maybe the first one on it. Kyle Long, lower leg injury. Then it was maybe a fractured patella. He'll be back, and then now it's back to lower leg injury. What, yeah. are, what are we hearing here out of Kyle Long? This is... Uh, a shame because Kyle Long, it felt like he was so happy to get back into the game. He was with the Chiefs. He was doing well. What are we looking at here for our guy, Kyle? Well, it's it's to me, it's sort of two things, right? And, and this is something that me and Pelissero worked on while he was toiling in his office this morning and I was on hole four or five missing a lot of putts. Uh, kind of nailed it down this morning, got a lower leg injury, did a bunch of tests. Uh, a couple things about this. One, the overwhelming reaction is basically, like you said, where everyone just hates it because Kalong is the best. It was a really cool story out of retirement, the kind of guy who comes back and gets himself in really good shape and has a chance to make the team and be a starter for the Chiefs. So he is out until uh, out until probably the start of the season. So that is bad news. It's It seems like it's some sort of significant break. Uh, that's the bad news. The good news is people are talking about it like he's got a chance to come back week one, which means he's probably going to make the team, right? Like everybody loves Kyle Long and this was a cool story. But when someone comes out of retirement, hasn't played in a year and is kind of trying to reinvent themselves, we don't know if they're going to make the team at all or not. Uh, And the fact that it's being discussed now that Kyle Long will be back by week one or week two, maybe um, that means he's probably going to make it. So, no shit, I understand that for some people, they retire, they come back, they might not make it, but there was not a single report that Kyle was not going to be a starter for that team, was there? I, like, I thought it was all, no. I thought we're all very much understanding, like, yeah. right, here we go, Tony, Kyle's in there, they go to Orlando Brown, like, hey, they got a holy, uh, that's what I thought, was that not the, was I misreading that? I just, no, and I think a lot of people were saying, I'm just saying, like, I've seen this too often where you have a guy who's either coming out of retirement or okay. the last leg of their career. They come into training camp, and then sometimes those guys don't look the same, and sometimes they don't like it the same. Like, I remember when I was in New England covering the Patriots, there were a couple training camp retirements. I think Teddy Bruschi had one. Uh, Troy Brown had another where you show up for camp, you're ready, and then you're like, wow, I'm not ready for this. Like, So missing a year, he had a lot of injuries. I was sort of – not sure about it, but now it does sound like he's going to make it at least. Ian, that's awesome news for our guy Kyle. Happy to see him get back out there. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes is also excited because I think the thing that happened with Kyle when he retired was mentally, emotionally, he might have checked out of football. Seems like he's all the way back. Hopefully the body will be able to keep up with yeah. it. I'm very happy for him. Uh, you stink at golf, huh? That's what I heard in your original oh, answer. No. Gets covered. Oh. Um, that's, that's well, I would say I today I played okay. Uh, I hit the ball really well. I didn't putt at all, um, so I scored not as well as I would have liked. So I would say kind of an up and down day. Um, my game is not really where I where I kind of hoped it would be this time of year, but it's still early. So. What are we? Just a couple weeks in, right? You go after the draft. When did you really start your golf season? Yeah, af- after the draft, you kind of start to hone in. And my handicap was kind of low, and now it's kind of getting up again. So I need a. I need a I need a lesson maybe or two, kind of a fix it type situation, then maybe I'll get back to 
get back to making some putts. Well, it sounds like you just need to practice putting, Ian, instead of putting around with all these bullshit stories <laughs> that on. you guys are fooling into the internet. I mean, it's just not as it's just not as fun as hitting drives. You yeah. Know? Hey, hey, you got to drive the show. Hey, putt for dough now, Ian. Okay. All right. I see yeah. you at the turn. All right. Okay. Um, would love to golf with you someday. What is the next big thing now that OTAs are over? What do you have going on? What's the, what's the thing we should be looking forward to? Dak going to Team Jordan is that the big news for the next week or so? What what what, what should we be looking? at here i do not do a lot of reporting on player shoes that seems like more of a basketball thing although i'm happy for dak he's gloves crazy. too and hats yeah uh, and clothes uh whatever uh but good for dak it's, i'm sure it's I mean, a lot of money it's very nice i'll tell you what what's kind of interesting happened yesterday and it was under the radar the texans canceled mandatory minicamp so like not a big deal like a couple teams the eagles the colts have canceled it. but what this means is deshaun watson doesn't need to show up like that's that would have been for next week that would have been a pretty big storyline like does he show up or not does he risk getting fined does he risk losing uh. his guaranteed money what would he but now they canceled mandatory minicamp because they're all good according to david Cully. so one of the big stories for next week is kind of off the table now. so maybe coach dave did that so they didn't have to deal with all the bullshit of do you find him do you not find him yeah. does he show up does he not show up how's everybody doing with deshaun everybody has to answer questions about deshaun who probably don't have any answers about deshaun because i don't think anybody has any answers yeah. about deshaun and that's going to be a long thing good move by coach dave, yeah. coach dave. i didn't know that I, I didn't really piece together that that is why also you know, probably in the reasoning for why he canceled it. Because for us, we had like 99% um, attendance for the OTAs for like three, four weeks or whatever. Yeah. And the mandatory minicamp was at the end. And the one player that, you know, we were kind of waiting on to show up, I think, showed up and he was hurt. So he couldn't even play. So Chuck was like, all right, everybody just... We don't need this mandatory minicamp. We've had four weeks of this already. You can go home. So it's not like abnormal to cancel it or whatever, but <laughs> right. I didn't even think about all the potential PR that that is saving them as well. That's good. How, how is Coach Dave? We don't know anything about him. He, that guy got dropped in the worst position a head coach has ever seen, right? I mean, that, that has to be at the time, is it not? It's, no, it's the craziest thing. So David Coley is basically the most anonymous head coach in the NFL. The only reason I even knew who he was last year, and like, you know, I do this for a living, theoretically, right? So I should know a lot of the, the head coach candidates. Not theoretically, um, you actually. I mean, I well, mean. actually and theoretically, but yeah. So I the only reason I knew who he was was he came up in a discussion about potential head coach candidates, and I reached out to John Harbaugh like two years ago, and I'm like, somebody mentioned to me that David Culley should be a head coach. Is that, am I crazy? And Harbaugh was resounding, like stood on the table for his guy, like David Culley should be a head coach. He is a leader of men. He's one of the best assistants I have. Why people aren't interviewing him, I have no idea. Probably because he's not a court. He went on and on. So I kind of put him on my radar. So whenever I got to discuss him, I was like, just so you people know, like this is a guy that John Harbaugh says is absolutely ready to be a head coach. And he has a couple head coach candidates on his staff. Um, so then when he interviewed for the Texans, kind of in my head, I was like, I need to keep an eye on this guy because he's probably going to have a good interview. And then he won the interview and got the job. And then, oh, by the way, here's the Deshaun Watson situation. So we have no idea about David Culley, but how anyone manages that from Nick Casario to David Culley, like that, that is challenge. I like that Dave Culley, by the way, Coach Dave, has to the press basically been like, 
We, we all know what the fuck's going on. I have no idea. Yeah. All right? Like, I understand you have to ask me these questions. He's like, I don't have any answers. Like, he is... I think we all have, like, quite a feeling of empathy for Coach Dave for his whole situation. Because then, was it you? No. It wasn't you. Somebody reported that when he got that head coaching job, it wasn't you. But it was a rumor. He's just uh, he's kind of ho- holding this job until Josh McCann knows whether or not he wants to be a head coach. I mean, that's a li- immediately upon this guy becoming a head coach. Like the next day, it's like okay, so I'm here to hold. I'm placeholder for Josh McCown. And then they're like uh, Jack Easterby. By the way, is calling the shots over there. Deshaun Watson. It, it doesn't want to come back. And also now. There are some very, 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 very serious allegations. Coach Dave had to walk in there and just go, what, this head coaching thing is not what I thought it was <laughs> yeah. going to be at all in this entire thing. Was that your reporting of the McCown? No, you wouldn't. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. It was not. Um, now, I did hear the rumor, but I never heard anything to like really substantiate it. Now, they did talk to Josh McCown and officially listed as a head coach interview, yeah. I guess. Um, so it's not crazy. And I do think McCown will be a head coach one day. So there is something there, but I never got the sense he was like a placeholder, I would say, for uh, for Josh McCown. And, I mean, you're right, though. Like, he walked into it. Nick Casario walked into it. Everyone has probably, starting from Bill O'Brien and some of the trades he made, I mean, the Texans as a team has been pretty widely ridiculed for a lot of reasons. Like, this year, they were a terrible team last year. Nick Casario changed over the entire roster, basically all new players, and people are criticizing him because he has all new players, never mind the fact that a lot of the players who were there last year were very bad players. So it's like they can't win, and the only thing that matters is until they take the field. So there's like a big disconnect between what people think is going on there and what is actually going on there. Well, I, we don't know what's going on between McNair and Easterby, though, so I don't think any of us really truly will ever know what's going on in Houston. You ever meet Jack Easterby? Theoretically, you should have met him. Uh, I have never met him in person. Damn. Oh, you've talked to him, text him? You follow him on Twitter? I follow him on Twitter. He put one out this weekend. I was like, okay, Jack. I don't, should I follow him on Twitter? He, it's like once a month he'll okay. show up. Just kind of drop in with some inspirational stuff. I could use a little bit of that. That's Who do you, you can't, do you follow, what do you do? Do you do the internet for anything other than just showcasing the information you know? Do you follow, are you a big Gary V guy? You look like a big Gary yeah, V guy. Yeah, you do. Hey, you're a big no, Gary V guy. Huge. Not a Gary V guy. Whoa, 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 whoa. I hate him. Whoa! I mean, he's involved with an agency, and I like his the guys in his agency. I just can I say something without being insulting? Yeah, of course. I doubt it from the way you talk. <laughs> by the way, I have no idea what he does. I really don't. Yeah, like, he's famous, but I have no idea why. He gives great advice. Yeah, yeah. great advice. Invests and stuff. Sales. Garage sales. He teaches people how to make money. Playing wine. Currently, play a big wine guy. Yep. He's an author. I think he's a speaker. Obviously. Pokemon uh, cards. Pokemon. Wow. He does Pokemon. do Pokemon cards. Yeah. Pokemon cards? Yep. Yeah, hey, Logan Paul had Charizard on. That's right. Yeah, Charizard on. right on his team when he came out for that fight. Did you watch that fight, Ian? Are you a normal human? Did you see that fight? Uh, did not see the fight. I'll tell you why. And it's not because I'm against completely ridiculous shows of sports or whatever that was. I am for lunacy. Like, I'm, I'm pro, okay? The problem is it's very late. And I love boxing. I really do. Like, going to a a fight uh, is awesome. And I probably will never get to do it except maybe if I happen to be in Vegas. And I never watch because 
I am old and I have kids and they get up early and I don't right. like when I stay up to one and then they're jumping on my head at six. Yeah, pro so. lunacy, but let's get to bed. All right, let's yeah, get to bed. Nine o'clock. Yeah. Right. How do you watch Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, Wednesday afternoon football? How do you do all this? All right, you want the actual way? Like if you're asking, I will tell you. Oh, you so, record it, dude, watch it in the morning. No, 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 no. That, I, that actually would be smart if I did that. No, I have to watch it real time in case like Miles Garrett decides to Swing a helmet or something, you know, like you have to. That's a good point. You know? Yeah, have to be away. Um, have to be away for that. I was actually taking my dogs out because there was a minute left in the game, and my phone explodes with everyone in the world texting me, and I'm like, "What in the world could I have missed with a minute to go?" And it was Miles Garrett. No, my my method of watching is I'll watch, uh, you know, probably the game until uh, the third quarter, and then I will take my iPad. I will get in bed. I will watch. It's a little too much info. I will watch the fourth quarter in bed, make sure there's nothing I have to report on, put the iPad down, go to yeah, sleep, and then probably. wake up for good morning football at like yeah. 5.30 the next morning. Well, we appreciate your dedication, all right, and all the bopping. Let's run around. Bob City. Let's run around the OTAs real quick, shall we? Justin okay. Fields. Justin Fields looks very good. Darnell Mooney said that he was smiling the first time he ran a deep ball and saw the ball in the air. Matt Nagy said, it seems like he'll take your heart rate out. Justin Fields going to be the guy up there, and all reports sound great for him. Is this a game changer for the Bears? Are the Bears going to stink? Is Nagy going to get fired inevitably here, or do we think Justin Fields is a guy guy right now? Is that reports right now? I, I think Justin Fields is a guy guy, uh, and I don't, I don't think he's going to start, but like he could only look so good for so long until everyone goes like, okay, hang on. Like we got to get this guy in the field. Now they do not want him to start. They are not planning on him to start. They're planning on Andy Dalton to start. They're going for the Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith model. Alex Smith was like the number one rated passer or something like that. As he kept his job is Andy Dalton. I mean, if Andy Dalton plays like that, then you're not going to bench him, but it's going to be very, very interesting if they're like, four and six or something like that fields is looking good in practice like this there's going to be some moments for the chicago bears this year where they have a decision on like which way their organization is going to go knowing that it is a very important season for all the higher ups so what's that called a paradox a paradox is when you say something and then immediately contradict it mm-hmm. is that what a paradox is i'm not 100 percent sure yeah. you you went to a big school and did that them saying mm-hmm. they want to have the patience and everything and not have him start but ne- then immediately go like Nagy might get fired though if they don't do well it, there's there's going to be no patience then right you can just assume if if andy dalton is Listen, Andy Dalton is a gunslinger, okay? Yeah. Andy Dalton got beheaded last year yes. on a field, and he's getting back onto a field. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton won in Cincinnati. They don't have an indoor practice facility nope. or a scouting department, I don't think. So, like, Andy Dalton, a good player. But if you're yeah. Nagy and you're staring down a potential firing, right, there's only a couple – like, what do they have to do? Like, you know what I mean? Is it two and one? Is What if they're one and two, one and three? Like, yeah. and that's very early in a 17-game season. I, I just feel like Andy Dalton, if he doesn't win, he's out strictly because of the conditions. And Justin Fields might either get thrown in there way earlier than people think, or maybe he just goes in there and fucking dominates. We have no idea. That's why OTAs are a blast to talk about. What do you yeah. have, Connor? Yeah, on the same tone rap sheet with Cam Newton and Mac Jones, is that the same situation or is that a full-blown competition now? Um, I would say it's more of a competition than the Justin Fields, Andy Dalton one is because I think they, they plan on Andy Dalton starting absent something like 
you know, unless you just can't keep fields off the field. Um, for Mac Jones and Cam Newton, I get the feeling it's going to be more of a kind of more of a real competition because Cam last year obviously started, but there were some moments when he, just being real, did not look like a starting quarterback, so. obviously. Um, and I think Mac Jones, where he is mentally, is probably going to be ready very quickly. I think it's going to be the first actual real training camp battle that New England's had in like, I don't even know, three decades. Like it's, it is going to be really fascinating. And, you know, I think just because of how advanced Mac Jones is, he is going to be pushing. So I have no idea what's going to happen. I think they'd like Cam to start. But again, like you got to put, you got to play the best quarterback. So if Mac Jones is ready, like I think Bill will put him out there and say he's just our best player. Ian, you hearing anything new about Todd Gurley? Uh, the reports are that he's in Baltimore on a visit, but they have a pretty loaded backfield. Do you have are any other teams interested, or do you know where he potentially is going to wind up? I thought he was going to be a lion. I thought he was going to be in the pride. What happened? I I thought he was going to be a lion too. They couldn't couldn't get to a point contractually where they were both comfortable, and I you know I kind of was checking <laughs> on it, was checking on it, and then now he's headed to Baltimore. Um, and it's interesting because, uh, ooh. Hunter Henry uh, down with a little injury, according to Mike Giardi. Whoa, 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 whoa. What is it? Is see this a the, is this a Bill Belichick thing or a real thing? We'll see what the we'll see what the Twitter says. Uh, okay, uh, injury. Uh, according to Mike Giardi, my esteemed colleague, injures lower leg during a seven on seven midway through practice. Got his ankle foot retaped, but after testing it on the sideline, never returned. Phew. Instead, viewing it. The remainder of his practice from a knee. So if he was on a knee, I guess he couldn't. Well, and if they thought he could potentially tape it to get back into an yeah. OTA. Okay, so Hunter Henry is a little banged up, maybe a little uh, uh, twist or a sprain mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that that is not that big of a deal, but not good enough to get back out there and practice. These are necessary reps for Hunter Henry yeah. to get back in there with John U. Smith and, and maybe Mac or maybe Cam. Is everything okay up there? What type of camp are they running in New England? Yeah, who the hell is throwing the ball? Why did he be in the position where he's going to hurt his foot or ankle? Well, he was making a play. Hopefully. He's making a play. Uh, period about midway through practice. He got that ankle foot retaped after testing on sideline, never returned and said viewing him. Okay, so this we might be wrong. Can't jump to conclusions. This does not sound like that big of a deal. Hopefully he's okay. Don't like these injuries coming out of these OTAs, by the way. Nope. This is what everybody's talking about. You know, on OTAs on, on-premise, off-premise, who's hurt, who's not, does this matter? <laughs> nope. Okay, so let's just figure this whole thing out. Let's get back to Todd Gurley real quick before we got to get out of okay. here and you got to get back to your yeah. life. You think he's going to be a Raven? You think he's just waiting until training camp, kind of testing out, see who's, what do you think this is? No, is no I think he could actually sign. I, I will say, honestly, like I was surprised that the Ravens would bring him in because if you're going to bring someone in, that means you might sign them. They got they got Dobbins. They got He's Gus Bus. I mean, that's a pretty solid backfield. Uh, and of course, every fantasy football person lost their mind when they saw Dobbins carries might might get split. But um, it's a little depth. I don't think it's going to be too expensive. I mean, Gurley at this point in his career is not going to be commanding six million dollars. Um, and he's a Baltimore native, so maybe oh. he'd like to come back home. Oh, you just went uh, back. To I guess Georgia. he's a big. And he's a big Orioles fan. Let's go. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. Mets uh, Mets beat him pretty good last night. Anyway. um, But it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And if the Ravens think they can get a good deal for a good player, I think they will do it. All right. We appreciate you so much, Ian. We got to get to a break. I don't know what you got this afternoon. Hopefully, it's working on your puck game. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, host of Rap Sheet and Friends, currently on hiatus. NFL Insider for NFL.com and NFL Network, Ian Rappaport. 
back joining us live from his attic in Ohio, AJ Hawk. Thank you, AJ. Wow. Baby, AJ. Oh. Thank you for joining us, pal. I appreciate you, man. I thank you. Is this the time when we have Will coming up sometime in the next couple minutes? Yeah, I mean, this was what you were doing at the beginning of our show whenever we started with this thing, where some you know would become. What's hey, it? You know what help if you just let me know what time and if people are coming on, then I wouldn't have to ask. <laughs> yeah, nah. but but you, but if you had the internet, like a simple text. Yeah, but I mean, if you had the internet, we talked about this whole thing. I yeah. mean, you and I literally talked about this right beforehand. You just we couldn't hear each other. I tried my best, you know what I mean. But at the beginning of this whole thing, you you were start. You remember when you were doing that? I mean, that was your thing. We come out of a break. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, welcome back. Uh, AJ Hawk still joins us. Hey, when's blah 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 in here? Okay. <laughs> now that you said that, let's get right to it. I mean, I like that. You know what I mean? Because the anticipation for some guests should be like that, especially with who we have joining us here for the first time ever i do believe a man that both aj myself the boys have admired from afar a man that i wish i got to share a shower with ladies and gentlemen host of late you're right your host <laughs> of busting with the boys uh also an nfl free agent right now legend of a human will come yeah! Yeah! Hey! let's go boys hey listen Give me a minute for give me a minute, Pat. All right, you got Zito, Foxy, Diggs, all the boys behind the scenes. I know they work a lot harder than we do. Uh, Pat, I would be dumb not to thank you guys. Pat, we've had a lot of conversations with Bustin' with the boys. You've helped mentor me in a lot of ways. But I am stoked to be on here. And obviously, the guy who was hung up, who who was hanging up in middle school, a poster, Under Armour, first round, Texas house. Click clack, baby. AJ Hawk. Thank you, Will. Hey, Will. Pat said when guests come on, they need to come hard right off the jump. So good. You came very, very hard right All right. See, when you had that poster up, you didn't know that was the type of human it was, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> AJ and I have talked about you, Will, uh, off air, but I think the overwhelming, resounding opinion from all of us is, I wish I was on a team with you, dude. You seem like one of the coolest dudes of all time. <laughs> that Busting with the Boys with Taylor is a very, very good show. And I think from your Instagram and from your conversations you have with people, you have a lot of respect around locker rooms, man. It's a very, very cool thing. We're thankful you're here too. So I just want to let you know that we appreciate you're here too. Hey, that is, uh, that is an outstanding compliment. You know, sometimes it's a lot of the glitz and the glamour. I would have loved to have showered with you gentlemen as well. Yeah. Uh, but I do, man. I love the camaraderie. You guys know the biggest thing when guys retire, they miss the locker room the most. So I feel like I always have the perspective of knowing that it's going to end soon and to enjoy it as much as I can like while I'm in it. How many years? What year is this next year going into? Year nine. Hey, we're free agents. Hey. What are we doing? Are we going back to Tennessee? What's going on? Are you going? By the way, congrats. Congrats. It's <laughs> yeah. not you. easy to have that long of a career. Are you going back to Tennessee? You're telling Vrabes, let's go. Uh, Tannehill opened up some money for everybody, it sounds like. <laughs> You know, when uh, they made the big trade with Julio, I texted Arthur Smith right away. I said, hey, you didn't have to clear up that much cap room for your boy. Um, I, you know, I'm a free agent, man. I'll play for anybody. Uh, Of course, Tennessee, I'm living in Nashville. I'm waiting on Vrabe to text me again. Hey, are you ready to go? Or have you eaten too many ribeyes or smoked too many cigars? That's the text I got last August. But I'm ready to go, man. You know how it is. I'm staying in shape. 
I'm not nowhere I'm ranked on the old scouting list for everybody. Scouts have been trying to pin the boy down for nine years now. <laughs> I think, you know, every, for the most part, every opportunity I've gotten, I've, I've over, I've exceeded expectation and overachieved. So, hey, the boy, I'm ready to grind for whoever, man. That's awesome. You are. Hey, and you mentioned uh, having Julio now. So what, what is Julio going to do, you think, to that offense in Tennessee? And how, how much better is the team going to be this year compared to last? I mean, what do you think Julio's going to do? The dude is an alien. I, I hope everybody's on board with the whole alien yes. Tennessee thing. Like, they, they have superstars there now, man. They got AJ, you got Julio, you got Derrick Henry. On paper, the line, if the line stays healthy, one of the best old lines in the league. Shout out to boy Taylor Lewan and Bustle with the boys, clearly. Right but, and then you got and then you got Tannehill dishing it around everywhere. I mean, the dude can throw it. He can chuck the ball deep. He can do all the things. He can hand it off, of course. And then don't sleep on my boy Anthony Ferkser, the tight end over the middle. Everybody's going to be trying to double AJ. Who should we double? AJ, Julio, we're going to give the ball to Derek. Play action pass, Anthony Ferkser over the middle. They, they got an offense, man. You know, they're going to have to put it all together. I know... I know Vrabe is mediating and tempering all the expectation, all the hoopla surrounding it. Fortunately, I'm not in the team meeting rooms right now, so you can't dummy me in the team meetings. But I can kind of talk freely of what the Titans might be able to do, and I, I'm fired up to see what they're going to do. I'm excited for you to potentially get back into that team meeting room, and Vrabe will go, oh, big shout-out <laughs> oh. to fucking Will, saying we're going to the Super Bowl, hey. all right? Big hey, shout when, to- when Vrabe has me in the team meetings, man, it's uh, it's a little different. I'm definitely not this way. I'm sitting there, assholes a little tighter. Oh, like, yeah. Vrabe, I'm sorry. I'll, you listen, I'll temper it down on the internet. <laughs> Thankful uh, to be but, here. Thankful to be yeah. here. Love, hey, love what you got going on. <laughs> love what we're doing here. Uh, no doubt. You got to do what you got to do. Let's talk about Tannehill, though, a little bit more because you got a chance to see him both in practice, in the meeting rooms, everywhere, and on game days, especially with his meteoric rise right now in talent level, it seems like. Now, he was obviously a wide receiver in college, transitioned into a quarterback. Miami Dolphins fans say whenever he was healthy, he was good, but it was under Gase, so you didn't really know. He comes in there and has been unfucking believable Is he a guy, too? Like, off the field, whenever you guys are traveling, locker room, it seems like he is cool, cool dude, too. They got You think he's there 10 years now at this point? You think Tannehill is going to be end up being like premier guy? It seems like he's on his way right now. You know, I, I'm going to I'm gonna say he's a premier guy. He came in, he backed up uh, Mariota, came in and just lit the place on fire. Uh, from my understanding, he's been in the, he's gotten to be in the same offense for a long time, and he's kind of just taken this thing head on. He's, he's a pro's pro. Like, yes, he is one of the boys, but he's also one of those QBs. He keeps it very professional. He's got to wrench up his ass sometimes walking around the locker room ah, because, you know, uh-huh. hey, cause you, you know, you know what I mean? He's, he's commanding an entire offense. But he is one of the boys, man. He has fun. He knows when to have fun. But for the most part, he knows how to be a pro's pro. But I, I'm a big fan of Tanny. Hey, what about Arthur Smith? You mentioned him. What's he going to be like as a head coach in Atlanta? I know, Pat, you've had him on the show before and talked to him. He seems like kind of a reserved guy. Like, what kind of leader is he? Hey, I have nothing but good things to say about Art. We joke around. We call him the head coach of Big Dick Energy because he, he would always come around before games and be like, hey, let's bring some Big Dick Energy today, boys. And we, he, would just, he would just fire us up. And then afterwards, like, say the, say the offense won a big drive, which was a lot of the time. He'd come in and be like, how about that Big Dick Energy, boys? And uh, just honestly, I'm a huge oh, no. fan of what happened. Uh I don't know if it was uh, us or you. Zito, I think, tried to pull up a graphic and just. Don't be swiping. No, was it him or was it, it us? like an update. 
It was hey, an update. But, oh, no. An update on the I killed the Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's over. Uh, you know what this is. It's not Zeno's fault, by the way. No. This is technology, though. Yes. I mean, Will, what are we doing? Bill Gates. No. He's bored of the divorce. Slow down. Anyway, sorry about that, Will. Oh, you're good. Uh, go ahead, though. What are you going to say about art? I was just going to say, hey, I, I have nothing but great things to say about art, man. He he really is. He's a leader. He's a leader amongst men. The dude, he he's had every opportunity to be a Silver Spoon guy his entire life. When his dad's owning FedEx, he's always taken the hard road. He's one of the boys. He's one of the most genuine, real guys who will give you real feedback as a coach. And I respect that a lot about him. His dad was a Marine, I think. Whenever he came on and whenever we were first time, like the first four or five minutes, I think we were trying to figure him out, you know, during the conversation. Yeah. And then we got like, oh, this guy's a dry asshole. Okay. Yeah. He's a dry sense of humor asshole kind of like this guy. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, we we kind of got to that, I think, like six minutes into it. We only had like 15 to 20 with him, but we came away after it. I think I came away much more impressed with him as a human than uh, obviously the offense is going to be incredible and everything that he's been able to do on the offense side, everything like that. But cool guy. I don't know how oh, you yeah. don't become a silver spoon guy, by the way, Will. I, don't, I have the utmost respect. I don't know how you don't get comfortable. I mean, yeah. I've only tasted it for a couple of years now at this point. <laughs> I have no idea how you don't become a full douchebag there. You know what I mean? No doubt, dude. And when he, it's crazy, too, because uh, Art was on the second time on Bustle with the boys. He, we call his dad to talk about a gambling story with FedEx. Yeah. And uh, he calls his dad, and his dad answers. And before he gets on the phone, like, you know, Arthur, he, like, sits up straight. So, hey, their old man, their parents, they did it right, man. They got him in check. Um, Will, whatever you hear about this Aaron Rodgers situation, and you've been on a lot of teams, okay, over your years, obviously most notable with Tennessee Titans, but you've been around. Tannehill is a guy. What is it like when you're on a team where there is a guy playing quarterback? Me and AJ have talked about this. And then a place where it's like you don't know. Isn't it in a much different world? whenever you have a quarterback that is an absolute stud. And do you believe alongside me and AJ, like, hey, whatever we got to fucking do to keep this guy happy, just keep him happy. If you have a quarterback, don't you feel that way? Or you view it differently than us? Well, you know, we're in the media game. I'm a free agent right now, so I can't pigeonhole myself in any situation because I'm very fond of Matt LaFleur and what they got going on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, but, uh, man, A-Rod a- is... It's Aaron Rodgers, man. He's an alien as well, like Julio. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He just yeah, – it can be a run plane. He's just going to dart it out to Devontae uh, Adams or Deontay. Oh, man, I'm, I'm really butchering that. Yeah, name you're right not going to be teammates with that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, if I get on that team, I'm going to have to come in. Hey, I apologize. Sorry, I no, that's, that's on me. Yeah. yeah, that's old me. Yeah, But uh, – you know, I, that, that's a great question for A.J. Hawk. He played with Green Bay. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Todd. Will, how hard is it to stay committed to just being in shape all the time when you don't necessarily know, like, what's coming next, especially when you have the podcast on the side? Like, is that just, like, a lifestyle at this point? Yeah, man, it, it you know, it, it gets difficult at times, especially when you get older and, um, you know, you're on your back nine of playing ball. Uh, you know, you, you got to be a lot. You got to be self motivated a lot, just because there's times where I'll have to work out that uh, I might have to fly somewhere else and go do a thing for bussing. Um, so I think I've done a really good job compartmentalizing all of it. You know, getting into this whole industry was very uh, like we can talk about the climb and the success it's had, but there's a lot of fear and anxiety with 
potentially thinking, hey, I might play myself out of the league with being the first NFL active player podcast where we're just kind of slinging it out there. Um, mm. But it's gotten it's gotten uh, it's definitely difficult. Like it has its challenges like everything else. But uh, as long as you prioritize, um, you know, I've learned a lot about organizing, scheduling things out, planning stuff ahead of time. Uh, I've definitely been on top of all that stuff with working out. It's definitely it's gotten harder, but. I love doing it, man. I love being able to juggle both and then be an example for guys that aren't necessarily superstars to kind of show or either give them the courage to, to show that, hey, you can do both things as long as you prioritize and do it the right way. Yeah, and to your point there, you know, when I had my show when I was playing, um, the, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm joking, but I was hated by our, I was hated by the people, some of the people that are making decisions because I was doing that. So like, for you, I could genuinely see how you would potentially fear like, okay, if I do this, am I potentially running myself out of an opportunity because they'll say it's a distraction as opposed to anything. And when you get labeled a distraction on some people's minds, it's over. So I think the ability to balance that that you've been able to do, unbelievable. Fucking really, really, you and Taylor as well. And, and with the level of the show, it's a great show, and I hope you continue to get opportunities to play because I think that's a big part of why your show's so good, you know, because it's like, hey, this is somebody who's living it right now as opposed to people, even me, I'm like four years out, I think. AJ's more than that. It's like, that's a whole different, you know, you have a much different view of the locker room in a much different world than even us, and we're like the youngest in this thing, you know what I mean? So I, I hope you continue to get crush it, and I hope teams continue to realize that you're an asset to their team as opposed to a potential detractor, you know? Oh, I appreciate that, man. I, I, I feel like over the last couple of years, I've been able to kind of, uh, like, show that. Yeah. And it, it was definitely, like, there's a the whole fear factor, too. Like, it's not like I'm like a Taylor, or even you, like you were a Pro Bowl punter that decided that route. Still a like, punter. I'm, Oh, right, still a punter. Yeah, I know you can still kick the ball. No, no, and no, but no, I'm saying, but on the team, I was still the punter, though, you know, like. For, yeah, for sure, but I'm saying, like, as somebody who year in and year out is more of a, a, a minimum guy, I've been on minimum deals, and if you, I can easily get labeled that distraction, it's like, okay, well, this guy's not worth it at all because he's not going to, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever they want to say. So there's definitely, like, that element to it. So I've been glad and fortunate to have been able to do it on the Raiders and uh, the Titans last year. Yeah, but I think the football guys listen to your show, and they're like, yeah, we want that fucking guy in our building. You know, like, I, I, you know, I think you're always going to – that's – my immediate take from that is, like, I bet that Titans locker room is fucking awesome over there. Yeah. You know, that's my immediate – go ahead, AJ, sorry about that. I would say, Will, do you think like the turning point for your show, like when it really the jumping off point came when you had your head coach, Mike Vrabel, say he'd cut his own meat off to win a Super Bowl as a coach? <laughs> there, there's no question that when Brave came on and said he'd cut his dick off for a Super Bowl, uh, him and when Jalen Ramsey came on and talked about how he was trash talking everybody, um, I think that's when a lot of stuff set off for us. Um, and then Jalen gave us a shout out, you know, to the media, telling, making a media guy say who we were like okay give them credit if you want to bring it up like say their name pat pat did a great job throughout that year shouting out the boys all the time uh, like okay, it, got you, you hey you guys know you guys know it's a collective thing yeah it is well listen we the amount of i mean i'm pumped for you guys to continue to grow because this sports media is filled with I mean, mm -hmm. there are some slap dicks out yeah. here. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are. I mean, it is a real thing. 
Um, Diggs has a question for you, but before we get to that, and by the way, COVID Cowboys, big fan of yours. You yeah. didn't shout him out earlier, but uh, kind of, oh, he did, Diggs. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm so sorry. I thought he maybe, you may be pissed on this Cowboy. <laughs> um, you had Johnny Manziel on. Speaking about being labeled a distraction, and I, I watched some of the clips. I didn't get to listen to the entire show, but I texted you immediately, and I was like, what did you think of him? What, what was your, if you wouldn't mind, what was your full takeaway of Johnny Manziel? He's a guy that I've only been around one time, but the entire world has kind of watched that guy's life happen almost at this point since winning a Heisman at, at his freshman year or whatever. The, was he good guy? Cool guy? Guy you'd want to, like, what were your thoughts on Johnny Manziel? I feel like he is one of the most interesting people in sports history at this point. Yeah, I thought he was awesome. You know, there was uh, questions I wanted to ask personally to where it was like he felt, because I know he's he's done a lot of interviews talking about his perspective on everything. And you're right, like literally everyone has gotten to watch his life kind of unfold because he was in the same breath as like a Tom Brady and a LeBron. Not because he played at that level at the pro level, but because of what he did in college. He was a household name. He was Money Manziel. And so I was curious how he would respond when I'm sitting there being like, you know, hey, as an undrafted guy watching you, watching this all unfold, it's like you're watching a, a first rounder just swindle an opportunity where I yeah. would kill to have an opportunity like that. Or Taylor asking him, hey, do you have any regrets? Him saying no, obviously it's taken a long time for him probably to get to that spot because I can only imagine um, the mental when you come yeah. down from that peak. Oh, yeah. um, but even him saying no to Taylor and Taylor just kind of look at him and be like, that's interesting. And then kind of just leaving some dead space to where it's like, what's going to happen here? Um, I thought he handled himself very well. The perspective he has, the extreme owner, the extreme, yeah. Dude, it was, uh, I was sitting there and I was like, uh, I hope that, you know, we got to get something rolling here. But uh, uh, the extreme ownership he had and all the situations he talked about, like he could have easily talked about, you know, being in a better situation, playing in Cleveland. He alluded to some things, but not not the at the expense before he just outed himself in the whole thing. But I think, you know, it's all subjective at this point. Um, you know, who are we to think if he has, does have that perspective now? I hope he does because everything he said on that podcast I thought was very enlightening. I was happy to see that his headspace is that way because living with regret is just oh. one of the hardest things to live with, man. And if it's always on your mind, like, you're never really going to get out of that slump, and no one's really going to save you other than yourself. And I feel like he's done that. Okay, good. I'm happy to hear that. Go ahead, Dix. Uh, well, I'm not sure if you remember this play or not, but uh, Steelers middle linebacker Bobby Spillane had to meet your teammate Derek Henry uh, in the hole at the goal line last oh, season. yeah. Being yeah. Derek's teammate, is that just the worst thing that could potentially happen to a linebacker in football? You know, this isn't going to be taken, like, the best way because I love Derek. Derek is one of the boys, and I, I love we're, – we're boys. Like, I love Derek as a friend. But watching Bobby take advantage of his opportunity in Pittsburgh as an undrafted cat who was with the Titans, he got to, we got to be in the same room. And I just got to see this kind of – this kid's passion for football and just his unwavering work ethic when things didn't go his way in OTAs and even training camp when he was actually having a good preseason with us. Um, and just seeing him be out there with the Steelers, picking Lamar Jackson off and taking him to the house – hitting Derrick Henry on the goal line uh, and watching him make plays week in and week out before he uh, unfortunately got injured. I was fired up to watch Bobby Spillane take the bull by the horns and run with that opportunity as an undrafted guy. Was that the biggest neck you've ever been around? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he would come in. We actually played the Pittsburgh Steelers after a preseason game and I was telling Taylor, kind of laughing with him about old Bobby Spillane because he's got the best personality. And I was like, man, hey, hey, 
Robert, he's all fired up. He, the dude, the kid just loves football. And he comes walking on the plane after the game. There's like, hey, hey, Rob, I saw you out there and make that, make that big interception. He's like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I, I love football. I'm just excited <laughs> to have the opportunity. Hey, Taylor and I just looked at each other and just started dying laughing. But I love Bobby Spillane. Oh, he's got a very good I'm sorry. I, I got to say that story. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know. Well, I just love football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need those guys. Need them. And by the way, you're one of those guys too. Yeah, and you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. love football. Yeah, big I guy. love football. Coach Rabel, uh, Lafleur, Arthur Smith, every head coach. Ah, Will, you're the absolute man, dude. Uh, go ahead, Ty. Oh, Connor, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Will, on that same note with Derrick Henry, when you're practicing against him, is it just known like, hey, we're just going to two-hand touch this guy, no one has to tackle him, or do you just have to you know, strap it up and just go full speed and do what you can? No, it's pretty much known like, hey, there's no hurting Derrick Henry out on this football field. Um, but, I mean, the dude runs hard. He's a workhorse. He, he's truly one of those guys who they don't, as a superstar like that, like the Joe Thomas, I've heard stories that he would just show up on Sundays. Derrick Henry is never hasn't been that way as of yet at all. He goes to every practice unless he actually is injured. But the dude is a workhorse. Who'd you hear? Hold on. Let's, <laughs> what you just say? You heard Joe Thomas just shows up on Sunday? I understand that there's two different. Yeah. Dwight Freeney, towards the end of his career, he'd come out Friday for he'd be there right. for practice, but he'd Friday fast Friday he'd be a part of the walkthrough, he'd be a part of the game, part of. Then there's like Robert Mathis, who he I think Robert has always believed like, hey, I need every single rep or I'll suck out there. What did you say about Joe? You just kind of slid that in there about Joe Thomas. Just slide, yeah, yeah, slide that in there. So we had uh, Andrew Hawkins on, and we we were talking, we were on the. Uh, Joe Thomas, how they do their Tomahawk show and everything he's done with Joe. Emmy Award winner. Huh? Emmy Award winner, Hawk. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about how Joe, toward the back end of his career, because he played with Joe, how Joe just didn't show up until Sundays. And he would play on Sundays because his body took that much time to get ready for a Sunday game. My And, and then That's Joe awesome. came on our show. He called in. My CTE might be kicking in, but I think he confirmed <laughs> that story on our show. So he wasn't even in the building all the other days? You know how it is, Pat. He might have been in the building, but they're just laying in the training room. You go in and dap them up when you come out of the hot tub. Hey, yeah. man, I wish I had your life. Like, ah. I hope it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As you're putting on the helmet and the pads, like, I'm going to go grind it out out here for a day in the cold weather. Hopefully I'll get a couple snaps this weekend. <laughs> I'll see you. No um, doubt. Hey, Will, we appreciate you so much, man. Uh, Busting with the boys is fantastic. Wherever you go next, we'll be lucky to have you. And uh, thanks for joining us. Pat, I appreciate you, brother. AJ, next time you need a lot of stogie. And also, you guys need to come to Nashville. We forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah. Hey, when are we doing that? How are we doing that? Where Are you just near downtown? We just go to Broadway, put on a cowboy hat, and we're fucking there? Yeah, we'll get you some boots. It's called the 20-Minute City. You can be in Nashville. We can get anywhere. But you guys need to come in July when there's dead space with sports. We can liven it up for the people, give the people what they want. I think we can... We can have some fun, have a nice little collab. You can see the new spot. It'd be an honor, I think. AJ, is that all right with you, AJ? Absolutely, man. Especially since you're going to buy a plane, I'll just hit your rug. Right. <laughs> I love that. By the way, hey, I appreciate you boys, man. <laughs> hey, which one do you love? Do you love that I'm buying a plane or that he just kind of shit on me buying a plane? Which one? Both. Do you both. Because Taylor will do the same thing. I'm flying Southwest. He's flying private jets. Like, you know what? When somebody's got that PJ, you take advantage. Hey, bingo. We'll see you in July, hopefully. Ladies and gentlemen, Will Compton. Hey, great teeth on that son of a bitch, huh? I said the same thing to Ty. Yeah. Like, this guy's teeth are so white. He's, he's, he was the most handsome, white, bland face that was yeah. kind of <laughs> yeah. lying there for a while. What a guy. Hey, hey, how's it feel, you know? 
Poster what? up on a wall. Oh, one of the yeah. legendary guys in the league right now. Hero. You're click clack. AJ. Hunt. I don't know if there was an Under Armour poster. Yeah, there was. Oh, yeah, shut dude. Up. They yeah, were trying was. to get every dollar. You you took every dollar from them, uh-huh. so they yeah. had to try to make it back as much yeah. as they possibly could. They had you everywhere. They had you doing this. They had you doing that. I mean, there was. Click-clack. Hey, PK Subban is in dicks. He has a huge like picture of him up at Dix. Is he still a current player? So he's a current player. He also just signed on as an ESPN analyst for their new hockey coverage, which, by the way, we're big fans of. I thought he was somebody that they should have been marketing because he could talk. He also, by the way, not normal black hockey player. He happens to be very, very good. Has a great personality. Then they kind of just, you know, passed him, you know, shoot him off. And now it's like the NHL maybe has a little change of heart. Like, oh, this guy, good for our Yeah. Oh, they're good for our sport. Okay, we want people to potentially know that we exist now. Out here, that's good news. Did they team him up with Barry Melrose? Do we know? Hey, listen, that guy, best suit game in the biz. Ask about his mullet, he will not respond in a positive fashion. <laughs> Damn it! I was on a show with Dan, me and Dan Dockage. I was co-hosting alongside Dan Dockage. I think we had Barry Melrose on. What's that? We took a break when AJ's internet was all messed oh, up. Fuck. Yeah. Why did I hang up on Will then? I thought we had to go. Golly, that's amateur hour. It's AJ's fault. Thanks a so. lot, AJ. I mean, you could have asked me. I knew that we had a, we were going to the hard out. Well, you know that because you were... You're all doped up, aren't you? Me? No. I'm, I mean, maybe, but... I mean, it's his internet got me flustered. Yeah. Well, it was a great talk, too. I, I'm a big fan of Will. I, I hope he gets signed. So it's Green Bay, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sounds like it's Green Bay, potentially. Yeah. Tennessee, Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I don't know who else. But it seems like there are some teams interested in old Will Compton. Now, does Vrabes know that there's other teams interested? I'd assume he knows that Arthur's in there. Vrabes isn't going to want that guy out of the locker room, I don't think, AJ. And, you know, Will saying he's a little bit more buttoned up, obviously, when he's in there. I apologize for that whole thing. A good locker room, a good culture is huge. You need that locker room guy in there, AJ. I mean, absolutely. Can you imagine, like, Taylor Lewan and Will in the same lo- – like, just those kind of people keep it fun, keep it competitive. Yeah, you need a lot of people. Like, you need everyone. Like you said, the, the Bob Splane types that are just so happy to be there. Uh, yeah, that's what makes the locker room fun. Yeah, all the different types of humans in there. But as it gets to become Groundhog's Day for six months straight, basically, which is what the season is – Every once in a while, you need a dance clown out there. Yeah. You know I mean? Hey, how we doing? How we doing? How we doing? How we doing? <laughs> here we go. Hey, 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 here we go. Here we go. The coaches, there's a lot of coaches that have made entire careers off of that, by the way. Let's get some phone calls, shall we? Shout out to Will Compton. Let's go to Owen in Boston. Bruins are dead. Bruins stink. What do you want to talk about? Oh, hey, how we doing? Hey, not too shabby. Uh, hey, sorry to hear about your Bruins. <laughs> uh, that's okay. R.I.P. Thank you, Bees. Right, yeah, thank you, Bees, for your service. That was awesome. Shout out, Boston Connor. Hey, shout out. Shout out. Uh, big UFC fight coming up this weekend. Who? Uh, Who? Uh, Adesanya and Leon Edwards. Yeah. We got Nate Diaz getting back in the octagon for the first time in a while. So that Nate Diaz won. Now, obviously, the main event. Um, Adesanya. Stylebender. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be Some a great. Italian guy. Nate Diaz. <laughs> he's fighting a, a Stylebender. He's fighting an Italian guy. Mm-hmm. The hey, good luck out there, Stylebender. Need to get you back, by the way. That guy was going to be the guy. Still probably going to be the guy. Need to get him a win, obviously. But when you talk about Nate Diaz, a five-round, non-title, non-main event fight, he's going to come out, what, just eat 400 punches and then win that thing in the end, Owen? Yeah. 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 Smart booking. Is it five, it's five rounds? Yeah, five rounds. Smart booking by Dana White there. Nate Diaz, I think he's the third from last, or second, 
from last. Oh, I don't know what that is. So there's two fights after his fight. So is that third from last or second from last? That's second from last? Third, I thought. Third. Third from last, yeah. He's plus 400. Yeah, third from last. That's like the years in the NFL when somebody comes in in 2013. It's like... Do you? Not the first year. Which one, do you, uh, which one do you carry over there? So, but that's not a really. five. It is. It is like maybe not, but in my brain it is currently. And I also didn't know we went to a break already. Uh, so, <laughs> it's a five round fight though, and that's because Nate Diaz is just like an absolute stud. He warrior. gets better. He gets better as the fight goes on. Yeah, Nate just it's it, we talked about it. The dude runs triathlons. He swims to Alcatraz and back. He and his brother like they are they're freaks. So Dana White's like, all right, we'll get you back. Can't have you be in the title. I'm sorry. It's been so long but we already got some other what do, what do we need to do and you know i'm not doing a three-round fight dude as he's smoking bro yeah oh yeah as he's probably smoking vitamins he's like i'm not doing a three all right five round non-title fight first time ever yep got it Dana's sounds like, good thank god that's gonna be the main event everybody's gonna fall asleep after that we'll find out what happens after that in the morning but that style better fight might be 2 3 a.m if after that five round uh diaz fight don't you think yeah where is it do we know it's in arizona i believe uh-huh there we go. So full, full arenas in Arizona, too? Um, yeah. I think, think so. Suns have had full arenas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. I don't think Dana would go if it wasn't. Hey, by the way, Suns? What's that all about? They got a ball oh, team. Yeah. They're, They're very good. good. Boys got a squad. Yeah, Chris Paul, by the way, he's got people on skates or whatever. Seems mm-hmm. like he's healed up a little bit. His shoulder's good again yeah, yeah. out there in Arizona in the Do sun. Do they have a chance to win it all, though? Like, can they, can Nets, they win it all? No, Nets, they don't. No, probably don't. The Nets no. exist. Yeah, let's, let's what about if Harden doesn't make it back? It doesn't matter. Still, it doesn't matter. Still. Let's go to Durant, TJ in Washington. What's going on, TJ? Yeah. White Griffin. Oh, what's going on, man? Yeah. TJ. Hey, TJ, what's hey. going on, man? Hey, man, just out here living the dream. Uh appreciate you guys. I don't get to call in often. I work downstairs in a cellar, so I don't get that much cell service. Oh, I kind of want to piss. Yeah. Happy to get to right, you, so. man. I see the light out here. Let's okay, go. diner in the cellar. Yeah. Somebody yeah. give the guy some service. Jesus. What do you do down there? Yeah, what do you do in a cellar? Uh, wine? Yeah, wine. I'm a little wine stooge out here. Nice. Okay. I mean, I still got it. So, yeah, right on the head uh, there. Yeah, thank you. I lost it. But, no, I, I, I kind of want to piss off some people right now. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What people? Oh, hold on, hold on. That's... Yeah. Listen, I understand we uh, are. <laughs> no, no, some some Packer fans and maybe Packer Nation. Okay, yeah, go ahead, do what you got to do. They've been coming after me a lot too, so I was once one of them, but fuck them now. <laughs> go ahead. So, been after so I'm just gonna yeah. go ahead and bury them. Aaron Rodgers, you know, I tip my hat to this guy, but if I'm Jordan Love, I would want to get the hell out of Green Bay. If they're if they're going to treat you know multi MVP Super Bowl champion, first ballot Hall of Famer the way they're treating him, how are they going to treat me? I'm a goddamn stooge that really didn't even want to be put here. If they uh, cheated once, they'll cheat again, says TJ. If they cheated with you, they'll cheat on you, is what TJ is saying. Look what's going on right in front of your eyes, Jordan, is what TJ is saying. And maybe Jordan is looking at it that way, but Jordan also might be looking at it as, hey, I got to be 100% for week one. I'm a quarterback. That's what he said yesterday. I can start now. I can start later. This is my life. I got to do what I got to do to get there. Ain't that right, Todd? Yeah, I think he just wants to play. I don't think – I mean, now granted, Packers Nation may never recover from those comments that this guy just made, but (laughs) – 
<laughs> I mean, but I think Jordan Love, he doesn't have much of a say in the matter, I don't think. He's just got to get ready to play football. All right. Well, I, I think you are right. I mean, Jordan might get to the point of his career where he might be comfortable enough to tell an ownership group that isn't ex- in existence but a power group in the building to go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. I think Jordan hopes to get to that position one time, and I, I assume he's taking notes. And Aaron, I do believe, saw how Brett Favre was cheated or treated by the Packers too and that potentially has led into this whole thing maybe I don't know he's never said that I'm just saying there's been a lot of situations that Aaron has alluded to or his friends have alluded to through the media that could have pissed him off one of them being AJ fellas the sport of business means demanding excellence from your craft and your wardrobe that's right your fits need to be versatile blending timeless style and comfort so that you look as good as you feel for that there's cuts clothing take a plain tee but make it tiny stark okay the bleeding edge of fabric technology meets the man confident enough to wear it cuts clothing hell yeah in 2016, Cuts founder Steve Borelli set out to create clothes ready for every occasion the modern man faces. He started by reinventing the t-shirt. The end result, what GQ magazine, ever heard of it? Yeah. Calls the only shirt worth wearing. Oh, wow. The signature buttery soft Pika Pro Tri-Blend Tee. It's a bold new take on a classic design combining the ultimate blend of high-quality cotton, polyester, and spandex for the perfect comfortable fit. This sounds awesome. The perfect t-shirt accomplished. Next, Cuts set out to create fabric uniquely engineered for each clothing style. Consider the new Cuts hoodie, where they developed Hyperloop French Terry fabric, a textile that's temperature controlled and ageless. You'll never need to take it off, and you certainly won't want to. That's what I'm talking about. It's not just a lifestyle. It's not just clothing. Clothing. It's office leisure apparel for the sport of business. That's trademarked, by the way. Get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash pat. That's 15% off your first order by going to C-U-T-S-C-L-O-T-H-I-N-G dot com slash P-A-T. That's 15% off the only shirt worth wearing, says GQ, and a shirt that has made us all look very good. Would go a size up? Yeah, definitely a good move. Would go a size up, but once you do that, it is amazing, makes you look good, and for this summer that we're about to you know, embark on, with beautiful weather, good times, get the only shirt worth wearing. Get something that'll move with you, not against you in the upper body. It's amazing. Shout out to Cuts, not only for the t-shirt, but also the hoodie. Cutsclothing.com slash Pat, 15% off. Have a good one. Let's get back to it. Hammer down, boys, in studio. Let's get this thing started. We appreciate you guys. Gumpy is still hot. What are you, you're nine and one or something like that in the last two nights? Four and one last night. Keep her going. We got Euro starting tomorrow at 9 a.m., baby. Here what are you go. doing? Are you doing a spaces on your Twitter for live betting? We or? might set up a camera out there. Nine o'clock, first game. Let's get cameras on it. Italy, yeah. Italy money line, under yeah. three and a half. Here Italy we go. money line, under three and a half. That's the parlay, first game. Okay, do a little watch along alongside that thing. Why not? Why not, Why you not? said. Let's, Let's do it. I'm excited for you to continue the heater that you're on because yesterday we thought you could potentially get knocked off the tracks whenever ESPN baseball stage mm-hmm. specialist great guy jet passing dunked on you twice I would like everybody to know that I don't like that for Gumpy no did love that it happened though you know jet passing yeah. suited and booted investigative journalist mm-hmm. 
you know, taking off from the foul line, dunking on gun. But I did see last night you uh, you delivered quite a video mm-hmm. back to Jet. Is this is this thing over? Are you two at a truce at this point? And I like the fact that you're still incredibly fucking hot gambling wise, pal. Yeah, nothing's going to take away from gambling. We know that, Pat. That is, you know, <laughs> that's number it. one. Yeah. And whatever Jeffrey wants to do from now on, I mean, that's oh, up to him. Oh, the oh, ball's in his court. Wow, that's wow. right. Okay. Oh, the baseball's in your glove, yeah. pal. The baseball's in your glove (laughs) over there. Uh, That was a lot of fun to watch yesterday. At Tone Diggs, COVID Cowboy, host of Hammer Don, uh, youtube.com forward slash Hammer Don, 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time every single day. Uh, I feel like your guys' show is really starting uh, to go. I enjoy watching it. I mean, we've been interrupting it the last couple days. awesome. I love it. Strictly because we're bored and potentially on (laughs) CBD out there. And we're just walking in there. But the show is unbelievable. You guys have been crushing it. I want to let you know, I think we all uh, feel this way. Don't say it enough. Incredibly proud of what you guys proud are putting out Not easy to do, dude. I, I, I really like what you guys are putting down out there. Thank you. That means a lot. And, and we are going to hit a slow period here after the Euros are done. Are after you guys going to take NBA. a break? Are you going to have two seasons? No, we'll still season? have the NBA playoffs. And then, luckily for us, the entire preseason schedule for the NFL just came out. So we can just handicap every single one of those games for a few weeks. Zito did come into my ear in the middle of the Ian Rappaport conversation. And... Uh, <laughs> Hold on now. Zito did start speaking into my ear, okay, in the middle of the Ian. You fucking children. All right, listen. What? You, you. I don't oh, even know no. what I'm talking about. No yeah, way. He no way. Oh, I speaking it now. I into, oh, now you did. What was it? He was speaking into my children. ear, basically. Thank you. This what is, was it? This is what we get. This is why we won't win Emmys. You hear me? Well, I don't know what we're talking about. I, I went right over my head. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So. Zeno started speaking into my ear, yeah. though, in the middle of the Rapport conversation. Beginning, beginning. It, you know, in the middle of the thing, because he, I had asked him a question already. He was answering, and I was just sitting on the camera, and I, you asked me. There's no talk back for me to go back, so this is a one-way street. Zito just coming in, and I go, I shake my head like this in the middle of the call. I think Rapsheet seen that in, like, kind of, and then Z, or Foxy put him on a full fucking screen there. That was it. He was like, hey, pre- Zito comes in. Preseason games have been announced. I was, oh! I, was like, I don't really care, but I could see how that could be great fodder for you guys, because guess what? You can bet on those. You can make money off those. You have no idea what those fourth quarters, third quarters are going to look like. You don't even know what insurance guy is going to be playing oh. defensive line potentially yeah. for some of these teams. But I like the fact that you guys are going to project on what the bets are going to be and what the way you guys have been betting. They're probably going to be smart picks. Joining us now is a man who has all the smart picks in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Every bucket of life this guy has somehow succeeded in. He's a college football national champion. He's Super Bowl champion. He's an entrepreneur. He has somehow survived driving while falling asleep his entire life. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. Hey, Roback! You got that Roback! That's right, man. Are they still with us? They're still with the show? Hey, the guys over at Roback have been sending us their performance polos, hoodies, And quarter zips that AJ Hawk is wearing right now. Yeah. How is that? You like that, huh? That's like right in your vein of clothes that you wear, right? Like kind of, yeah. yeah, business leisure. It's perfect. Like I said, I, I cut it off into the three quarter, you know, like uh, the old baseball shirt. So I just wonder if they're going to eventually sell them like that. Oh, the AJ Hawk. Whoa. Ooh. The Hawk back. Oh, the Hawk back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you would change. It's all it's a three quarter. It's a three quarter, three quarter zip. So <laughs> hey, you see, you see, there's one. Yeah, there's another. For all this time, they've lived in two different worlds. 
Let's bring those things together. Come on. <laughs> let's do three-quarter zip, three-quarter sleeve. Let's bring it together. Uh, AJ, let's talk about some news. Kyle Long, friend of the show, lower leg injury. Um, he is going to be back before the season, and Ian Rappaport alluded to the fact in the first hour that that means he was going to make the team, definitely. I thought that was a foregone conclusion, and these injuries that happen, especially in OTAs, such a fucking mood killer in the locker room. Well, first off, look at that left arm right now. You tell me that guy's a threat to not make the football team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, especially with his football knowledge, his IQ, he's been there. It felt like when he retired, it was mental and I guess some physical injuries as well, which get people in that thing. But I was baffled by the thought of that means they're making the team. That must be a question somewhere. But he's going to start. Right? I thought he's going to start. There. So did I. Uh -huh. So did I. I thought Orlando Long. Tanny, who else? You guys got rid of Eric Fisher and Schwartz, right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Those, they're gone. Laurent Duvernay's oh, back. Oh, the dog Tardis. is back. Yeah. Yeah. The whole revamped offensive line that we were all like, all of a sudden, they might have they have like top three offensive line in the NFL right yeah. now. And we just assumed Kyle Long was going to be the starter and make it back because of how good of a player he was before he retired. But this is a bummer. And this is one of those things where Kyle Long, pretty infectious guy. I think as soon as he got signed, he didn't leave Kansas City. He was like, hey, I want to get back into the mix of things. wants to be a team. That's, a, that's, a, that's the bad part of these OTAs. It's like it gets better. But if you lose anybody in OTAs, training camp, or preseason, everybody starts looking around like, man, was not worth it right there you know no it's not luckily i guess for chiefs fans and for kyle i think thankfully they they said he he has a good chance what to make it back by week one and we that you know it's not an achilles you know it's not an acl one of those deals that would put him out for the full season so but unfortunately now in june and july instead of sitting there getting into football shape and really fine-tuning everything he's going to be rehabbing whatever he has they were just going to maul people too orlando oh yeah Hey, he was going to go try to kill people. Mm -hmm. They were going to be – that was going to be a great – now, how do they replace that? They I assume – by the way, I assume that he, if he's scheduled to return right before season, offensive line, I don't think that's one of those ones where you just – as soon as you're healthy, you're right back in, I don't think. Right, is it? Unless rehab – Depends. Yeah, depends how, how good you feel and how – depends how many games you've played in this league. And I know Kyle had a year off, but this guy has plenty of games under his belt, and he has knocked out plenty of people. And I guess the – this is, by the way, where the physical therapists – the trainers, the staff that's in Kansas City, it's like, okay, how do we treat this injury how we're supposed to, but also keep your body in shape well enough that when you get back, you won't get deboed by some yeah. other incredible athlete that has been training the entire time. That is a, that's like that full, when somebody puts together a, the regimen or like whatever the fuck it's called, the the process, the procedure. Is that what it is? The rehab no, the, plan? The, yeah, but it's called the something. plan? Regiment's a good one. I think, yeah, whatever it is. It, it has a manifesto? Yeah, maybe. Maybe one of those things. But there, there's like a full thing. It's like, hey, we're doing this because of this. We got to do this by this day because of this. Like, that's a very fascinating part of injuries. Timeline. Yeah, timeline. There it is. Fucking hey, Come know. on, dude. That's not a tough word either. I should have got that one. Hey, what, but with, what is with Kyle, on? though, <laughs> Pat, don't you think they're going to be very conservative with when they get him back in and how many? Like, maybe they ease him back in. They, they know, hey. We have 17 regular season games. We're going for the Super Bowl. We don't. We need to make sure we're ready when it counts. And they want that depth. And they don't want something to happen like happened last year in the Super Bowl. Chris Ballard told me 
Yeah. And he said, he said, I was allowed to say this publicly. And this was one of the only text messages he has answered. Okay. Hey, come on, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Wake up, dude. I mean, that's good. Uh, was this before or after the criticism this of Julio? Was, yeah, this was, this, was before the, <laughs> this was before that one. They signed uh, that tackle from the Chief. Schwartz? Fisher. 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 They, they, they signed Eric Fisher or whatever. And I was like, congrats, because Costanzo had retired. That's a big deal. Costanzo was like a staple for a long, long time there. Don't think he got as many. Yeah, under-the-radar guy that was very, very, had, had a ton of benefit and brought a ton of value to that team. For some reason, didn't get mentioned that much. Yeah, he didn't get it that much. And it's because, you know, Quentin Nelson came in. Yeah. And Quentin Nelson, I think Anthony Costanzo would even say, like, he made me better. He made us better. But that, that was the guy, like, hey, this is potentially greatest guard in the history of football playing right now, and we're getting to watch it. So I think Costanzo maybe just kind of blended in because not a lot of offensive linemen are going to get talked about, especially when Andrew Luck's the quarterback and T.Y. and everything that's going on. He, he signed a big deal. He was a staple to our line for a long time. So whenever he retires or whatever, I heard from him the other day, by the way, I think life is going very good for him. Hope he's well. The... The signing of him, I was like, is this guy going to start then? Does that mean he's back? Because it was an Achilles, right? Was it an yep, Achilles? Yeah. Does that mean he's going to be back for the season? And Chris Bauer was like, We're, I'm not going to rush him. Hey, I'm not going to rush him. We got a long season, especially with 17 games. It feels like, and this was why it was such a pivotal, yeah, yeah Jesus, a pivotal, no, a pivotal negotiation piece Okay, in the CBA is adding that extra game because guys are crawling to the finish line at the end of seasons in in positions that, you know, maybe you obviously see superstars. They end up with season ending injuries, but there's a lot of other positions that you just get wear and tear through the year. So I think teams are starting to try to figure out what they're going to need for this 17 game season. It's allegedly going to go to 18 soon, by the way, which I think I the day it got to 17, I think I said, oh, so that means 18's right around the corner then. They'll add another bye week in there. But I think GMs are trying to do that. But I don't think anybody's going to know exactly the full effect of this until we do the season. I think it's going to change some things for the way teams are structured. Well, how's it going to change? I think they're going to add more offensive linemen. Yeah. I think, I think there's going but to be... carrying offensive linemen is tough because they can... The, your backups only really play like on, what, field goal block and field goal. Yeah, and they don't... Yeah, they don't cover kicks. They don't do anything like that. But guys, I mean, I think... I think you're going to need... I think offensive linemen that aren't, you know, the people that play like 7,000 straight snaps mm-hmm. or whatever, there's some turnover on offensive lines. And, and by the way, that person potentially was just signed to the team a week ago, two weeks ago. It's like, I just think there's going to be some positions that do hand-to-hand combat, and there's a lot of shit that happens that we don't hear about. That 17 games could be long-term effective. To your point, and with the O-line depth, both in the Fisher with the Colts and Kyle Long uh, with the Chiefs, the Colts also signed a dude who started the last three seasons every game at left tackle uh, for the Chargers, and then they do have Tardif coming back for the Chiefs, who was their starting right guard for the Super Bowl. So, so they, like, yeah, let's they, load up here. Let's mm-hmm. load up. We don't know how these guys. What if we start seeing? What if we start seeing a rotation at some positions? That would be insane. I, I, there was no way it would happen because offensive line needs to be together and everything like that. But I think we're going to see some injuries in those positions that are going to potentially be you know, affected to a real run in all these teams that are loading up at positions, you know, the Chiefs, the Bucks. It's like the Chiefs understand, like, hey, we might get an injury in one spot and we're fucked. The offensive line in the Super Bowl obviously went down. We were in a bad spot. We got to load up in this so this doesn't happen. Uh, I just, 
The 17-game season is something that is fascinating. We don't really talk about it anymore. It's a good thing to talk about right now because there's nothing else to talk about. But that 17-game season, it's going to change a lot. What, they go to 18 games, AJ? Now they're going to Germany. I mean, it's going to become it's going to become a whole thing here. It's going to be like the soccer over in Europe. They play like all year round. I'll be I think this is going to be once they see the money that 17th game brings in and then the maybe Apple or Netflix or anybody else Google potentially getting involved in in purchasing rights. I mean, there's just going to be Here we go. Let's buckle up. It's a good time to be an NFL fan, I think. Oh yeah. But yeah, okay. I just okay. What's the max amount of games you think uh, they'll ever get? I mean, it's the internet today. I know, but hey, that was going to be. Yeah, we can't understand anything you're saying. Yeah, shut down the system, dude. All right, we know your people come after me. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yo. you people! You people! You kidding me? No. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, you're living next to Lex Wexman. Right, see you so. later, AJ. See you, man. I'll call you back. Good. Yeah, yeah. See. Because I knew he asked, should I hang up on him? Yeah, 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 was on this uh, documentary last night that I watched. And he said the way he was treated in St. Louis for the Rams was nothing that I had heard before, but it was all the, nothing that I had witnessed, I don't think, but it was also a lot of what we had heard about why you need to go get a second opinion and everything like that. It was fascinating to listen to about how he was getting these codeine shots in his leg, in his hip or whatever, played through in the entire season, and then he went to another doctor and he had a herniated disc in his back and he was like almost close to being paralyzed or whatever, and he was being told by the doctors that no, it was just something that was happening, it wasn't maybe a pinched nerve or something, We'll just shoot it up so you don't feel it or everything like that. You had heard those stories. I had heard those stories. And I think as an NFL fan growing up, I had heard those stories as well, that that was what was going on. But it's now the marijuana, an extra game. It's like they're going to have to really manage that whole thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think the the Packers, to your point about the linemen, are kind of starting to do that right now and obviously the 17th game is part of it but I think they also looked at last year like when Bakhtiari went down like they were just a completely different team I mean they they faced all that pressure in the NFC championship and I think they could have got like a bunch of receivers and stuff like that but they've kind of focused on the offensive line yeah let's get to a break here AJ will join us on the other side as will Will Compton here we go we'll talk to Will Compton about you know not only his incredible podcast alongside Taylor Lewan busting with the boys but also you know, he's a free agent right now. Yeah. Where's he going? Where's he going? Are you going back to, are you going back to the Titans, Will? Ooh. What are you trying to do out here? <laughs> I don't think I've ever met Will in person. I wish I was a teammate of Will's. <laughs> he played special teams, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that would have been... I can't wait to chat with him. Hopefully, AJ has figured out the internet over there in Ohio. Yeah, maybe. By the way, big Ohio problems over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of them. Yeah. I think in Ohio, actually, Cicada crashed a car. Probably. Yeah. I think a cicada crashed car in Ohio. And listen, that's the first of what I assume will be many fucking keep your heads on a swivel out there. Probably windows up. Windows up. Windows up. Every car out there. Hey, sun, sun things, moon things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Windshield wipers on, even when there's no rain. Because right. you never know when a cicada is going to yeah, yeah. need a pow. Yeah. Because it's coming. These 17 year old bugs are a problem. Ain't messing around. 
They need to get their asses back into the dirt. In the ground. Now. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. The fact that you allow us to penetrate your ear holes every day, I am eternally grateful for. Today's show, good show. Will Compton was awesome. Yeah, I thought so too. I wasn't my best. I'll be back tomorrow, though, with a big feel-good Friday. Nah, you... Nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. Don't sell yourself nah, short. Nah, 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 Ty. It wasn't my best work. But tomorrow, I'll tell you what. I'm coming out coming out swinging. Okay. Guns blazing Guns tomorrow. a blazing. That's right. Here we go. Here we go. Tomorrow. Hell yeah. Big feel-good Friday. Shout out to CBDMD. Uh, be a friend. Tell a friend. Ty, please play... Some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Thursday night. We'll see you in Mignogna. Be a friend, tell a friend. Bye.